Hello everybody and welcome back to 100 Years 100 Movies, The Revenge. Today we're going to be wrapping up the 1950s, looking at the year 1959, um, or looking back at the year 1959, I should say. Um, today we're going to be talking about one of Walt Disney's classic animated movies, and that's Sleeping Beauty. Um, Sleeping Beauty is the story of Princess Aurora, who... Um, is protected by these um, fairies in the forest um, because of Maleficent. And I should probably back up because actually this is more really the story about Maleficent. Uh, Maleficent, uh, first of all, is a great character. Um, Maleficent is, I, I guess she's a fairy. Um, she's evil. Like, you don't really get a ton of backstory about her. You just know she's evil and she doesn't give a shit. And that is great. Um so basically, when Princess Aurora is born, she goes to visit and is snubbed when she, uh, well, she finds out about it and she's snubbed by the royal family. They don't um, invite her, but she still, uh, it's Maleficent, she does whatever the fuck she wants. So she gate crashes this party and then is like, oh, you snubbed me and you didn't want me to be at your fucking little party? Fine, I'm going to put a curse on your precious little princess. And um, Princess Aurora, if on her 16th birthday, if she touches the spindle, she'll go into this deep sleep that she won't wake from. Um, now, this is obviously all based on um, fairy tales and, and uh, folklore from, you know, Europe. And this movie is just, uh, the animation is great. Um, has got some really cool songs, too, and um, just some really fun sequences. Um, but I think what really puts this movie above everything else is actually Maleficent. Well, the fairies in general, because there's um, the three good fairies, um, Fauna, Flora, and Meriwether, that are helping out um, Princess Aurora, and then, or Briar Rose, I think she's called earlier in the movie, and then the evil, um, the malevolent fairy, um, Maleficent. And they're the ones that really make this movie uh, worth watching, just because th those the three um, good fairies are complete um comic relief and like all the things that they do like squabbling over what color to um make um a princess aurora's dress or um not being able to actually know how to make a cake and having to use magic um it's all it's all played for laughs and it's all really fun uh and maleficent it just uh like i said you don't really get much of her backstory but you know it doesn't matter she's just a badass and you no, she's evil like she's just evil for the sake of being evil and you know uh, in in the two in what 2000s in the 2000s they had her um or maybe 20 in the 20 teens um they had like the, the maleficent movies and they kind of explained her backstory and it just kind of showed that you don't need to know any of that like you don't need to um i guess be able to um relate to Maleficent because they kind of ruin her character in that like I, I prefer this take of her just like being evil and enjoying being evil and if you fuck with her she's going to turn into a giant dragon and try to set you on fire you know like I think that's a lot more interesting than what they end up doing which honestly is pretty dumb in in those movies and uh, they, they were they weren't great like um and some and being as someone that likes animation and liked and likes Angelina Jolie and thinks she's a, a you know a great actress and um would be open to a take on on you know kind of seeing it from the evil person's point of view or on the villain's point of view and then yeah that shit like uh it it's um it's not great um so I, I prefer this take where it's just like she's evil get used to it and 
quite evil she is. I mean, I think her look as um, when she turns into a dragon is just iconic. But even before that, just her um, basically being a more sinister looking version of um, the evil queen from Snow White is great. And this movie is a lot of fun. Like, this is just a blast. Um, it's, um, it's a classic uh, it's a Disney classic for a reason, and you know, like like all Disney animated movies, I mean, it has its its elements that maybe haven't aged very well. This one isn't necessarily anywhere near as problematic as some of their some of their other earlier movies, but um, this is just a lot of fun. And also, you get to see like Prince Philip like fighting, you know, skeleton people and and, and a dragon. So there's that too. Um, the other movie I wanted to talk about from 1959 um, is actually one of the like greatest movies ever made and that's the 400 blows by francois truffaut uh this was truffaut's first movie and it is um kind of like one of the definitive examples of the french new wave and of that style of movies um that excuse me truffaut is really um he kind of ushered in in a way along with some other people but um like uh like godard but he really um this, this movie kind of really shows what that style is. And um, this is a black and white movie. It's stark. It's shot on location. Um, it breaks a lot of the rules of um, movie making. Like like I talked about with Jules and Jim, like the French New Wave wasn't really, didn't care about um, artificiality. They were trying to catch something real on screen. And, and this story, uh, we follow a 14-year-old boy, um, Antoine Denol, played by Jean-Pierre uh, Léad, who is loosely based on... Francois Truffaut and his friends. So it's semi-autobiographical. Um, but this character's great. Like, he's a lot of fun. Loud is great in this movie as this duplicitous little... Well, he looks really little. He's 14, but he looks... He has, like, this, like, angel face. He looks even younger. Um, but, like, everything he says, you can't really trust him because he's... There's even, like, this scene where he's being um, questioned and you can just tell, like, he's lying and he enjoys lying and he enjoys fucking with people and you can't really take him for his, at his word and it's him just trying to get by and turn into a life of crime basically in order to do it. And this movie is, it's great to see. It's just super well done. And it's just, even to this day, it's very striking. Um, it, in a way it's like, um, the more polished version, version of Los Olvidados. <laughs> and Buñol is actually a big fan of this movie um, when it came out. But I mean that, not that it's like trying to do the same thing. Um, this is more just following following this kid and, and really just commenting on, on an exaggerated version of what happened to Truffaut as, as a kid and his friends. Um, but this is just really, really great. And it's um, a small story. Um, it's very tight and everything, but it's just great to watch. Um, so that's it for the 1959s and we'll be <laughs> 1959 and the 1950s. We'll be moving on to the 1960s. See you next time.